0: I'm an audiobook narrator that loves reading fairy tales, novels, and bringing stories to life through narration. I'm also fascinated by talking to authors and learning about their why and how for creating their stories. We've included all of the links for today's author and our show in the show notes. Be sure to check out our website and sign up for our newsletter for the latest on the podcast. Today is part one of two, where we are talking to Sam Raspberry about her poetry. Over the next two weeks, you'll hear about writing love letters to her family and friends, starting with journaling her poems, struggles of self-publishing print-on-demand companies, the emotions involved in writing, the similarities between plotting fiction and poetry, and her advice that you should do it. From Soil to Sun and Back Again the seed, when sprouting, sees only darkness— it grows blindly through the soil, the promise of light guiding its very existence. Our author is a fan of two things in life condiments and a really great, though painstakingly thought out at times, long winded metaphor. Armed with restaurant ranch dressing, could I get extra sauce? and the smooth writing clicky pen, she continued her journey to the core of her being, disguised in you guessed it. Metaphors for plant growth. We all have our growing season, sure. But what about the time spent nestled away from the world, pursuing our most evolved selves? What of the growing pains? The root rot? The two small pots? We had along through all her life cycles, so far. From a sapling, back to a seed, to bloom, to wither, to revive herself, and grow from soil to sun and back again." The podcast is Freya's Fairy Tales, and that is fairy tales in two ways. Fairy tales are something that we watched or read or had read to us when we were kids. Also, the journey to spend weeks, months, or years working on your book is a fairy tale for you to get to hold that in your hands. So I always start off with what was your favorite fairy tale when you were a kid and or short story? And did that favorite change as you got older?
1: Oh, okay. So I was a weirdo. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. So I have, I have a couple. There was one that I constantly gravitated towards when I was in elementary school to the point that the librarian was concerned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was this creepy. I wish I had it in, in here because I have two copies of it um it's called bony legs and it's about this like witch in the woods and this little girl that has to go and like escape this crazy bony legged witch lady in the (laughs) woods and I was just enamored I was like this is so wonderfully weird and slightly off-putting but I love it so I for I don't know why, but like I was always rooting for the little girl because I was like, yeah, you got yourself into this mess. But you know what? You're getting yourself out. And I love that. So there was that. But then also my Nana, um, she was it's my dad's mom. She's from England. And so she's got she had this delightfully <laughs> lovely British accent that we all tried to mimic. Mm hmm. And she would roll her eyes and like giggle at us and just, she hated it, but she loved it. But mm-hmm. anyway, she would just
0: no, make stop. up. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right.
1: Oh, you. like? <laughs> but then at the same time, she loves it. So she, uh, she would just make up little fairy tales. And there was this one that she would tell me all the time about this little girl that was, I think, she, I think she told this story because I was a little girl that was going through a lot and wanted just to escape somewhere where it wasn't so scary and wasn't so tumultuous around me. And, Mm -hmm. and so this little girl is having a hard time and she falls asleep in her backyard in a picnic on a picnic table. And then she hears this little noise and she opens her eyes and there's this little like leprechaun guy (laughs) and he like leads her through the their um back little white picket fence into this little beautiful path in the woods which sounds like kidnapping but it was totally fine and
0: (laughs) grandma told it it's okay (laughs) (laughs) right 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 right.
1: (laughs) nana wouldn't tell me something scary so um and then you get to another little white picket fence and you go in and all of these, oh no, you have to pass over a rainbow, of course. And then all of, there's all of these, this like little cobblestone road that's made out of like cookies. And all of the fences are made out of peppermints and all of the houses are like gingerbread and all of these things. And then this kindly old woman lets you come into her house and she does not eat you Hansel and Gretel style. She (laughs) serves you tea and bickies, which is just like tea and cookies. And, And then you learn like a little lesson. She says something different to you every single time. And it's always something reassuring and uplifting and basically just something my Nana wanted to say to me Mm -hmm. and to make me feel better. And yeah. And then she would just be escorted back home by her leprechaun friend. And then she wakes back up at the picnic table, not knowing whether or not it was real or not, but she knows that she, you know, feels so much better. And, Mm -hmm. and even if she doesn't get to go back to that place she has the memory of you know something magic and
0: mm-hmm. so i
1: think that that has to be my favorite fable and it's just something that came out of my grandma's brain
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh sorry what age did you start writing mm. anything short stories anything i've been
1: writing little stories and little songs and little poems ever since i was a kid ever since i can remember I would bring things up to my family or I would (laughs) come out and sit everyone down. We have a presentation (laughs) (laughs) and I would just read like, I liked writing little long form, like basically essays or, or just like really long prose where everything was worded really beautifully. And the cadence was really nice. And I was generally always just pouring my heart out about how much I loved someone in my life and mm-hmm. I wanted them to know how much I loved and appreciated them and I would like basically just write them a love a little love letter and I would read it out in front of everyone and do little do little performances of my love and affection <laughs> for that person <laughs> and yeah so I've been I've been doing that ever since I could pick up a pen I I uh, remember um I asked my mom, I made a little poem one time and I asked my mom, and this is whenever I was really, really, really little. And you know how whenever you're a kid, you sound things out and you're like, I want to, to like, mm-hmm. like." there's always the a little like,
0: uh, extra sound, yeah. Yeah,
1: so I spelled everything in my poem with an A or a U at the end. And so everything... <laughs> I uh, want uh, some uh, cherry uh, ice cream. Uh, like.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: nice. So even when I couldn't
1: spell, I was, I was attempting.
0: <laughs> so now your books that you have out, or you have one book out and one book is soon to come out, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, at what point did you start writing the first full length book, whether that was one that's one of these published ones or not?
1: So, Most of the poems in the first one, which is being human, you signed up for this. Um, I just, I have OCD and I wanted to challenge myself to not only write, but also to write and doodle with reckless abandon in permanent marker inside of a journal that I made for myself. So okay. not only is it something that I put my time and effort into and then I put up on a shelf cuz I was like, oh well, I don't want to ruin it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin it by putting something in it that's bad. And which bad is just mistake in my brain. Mm-hmm. And um so I took that down off a shelf and started just doodling in it and writing little things in it in permanent marker. And if I had to change something, I had to like scratch it out and put the new thing and it was a, an exercise in letting go for me and also letting creative flow just happen Mm -hmm. and letting it be good, no matter if it needed revisions, just allowing it. So that all started in 2020. And then I filled up that journal Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, I think I'll just take all of these and put them into my computer and maybe zhuzh them up a little bit and just see what I see. Mm -hmm. And I've started to fill up another one. And then I've put that into my computer and I realized like, Oh damn, I've got like, if I wanted to specifically stick to a theme, I've got like five chapbooks just mostly fleshed out Mm
0: -hmm. and being
1: human. I had every single poem except for one from my, from my first little journal. So that started back then. But then one of them that I keep referring to, I wrote when I was 15. And I'm about to show my age right now, but back when zanga.com was a thing. Yes.
0: And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm I am Zanga old too. Yes. Okay. My good, space. Good. My space too. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, that top eight crucial crucial and if you were passive-aggressive also a weapon but yes yes (laughs) I won't get into that trauma um (laughs) I
0: went Zanga Zanga taught me how to program websites and I will be forever thankful because now I don't have to pay someone to do that for me (laughs) yes
1: thank you Zanga you taught us when we didn't even know we were being taught (laughs) so I I got on there and I had a whole well I had my own personal like here's me telling about my life and it's all (laughs) so important and And everybody's gonna want to read it (laughs) (laughs) everybody's gonna want to know about this and my trials and tribulations so here you go and then I had a separate one where I would put writing into that was anonymous because at the time I was just really shy about it and I wrote this one that when I wrote it I didn't understand what I wrote, but I knew that it was from me. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, Zanga <laughs> ceased being a thing.
0: Right. And you
1: don't remember your login information from 20 years prior, mm-hmm. <clears throat> 20 years prior. Ow. Um. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> and... and so I couldn't find. I couldn't get on and find it, and I had tried to find it several different times over the last two decades. And one morning, a couple of years ago, after I think I had filled up about half of the journal, um, so back in twenty twenty, I had filled up half the journal, and I woke up one morning and heard the end of one, the end of the first stanza, okay. and I was like. Why does that sound? (gasps) And then I I realized, like, oh my god, it's that poem. What the heck? And then throughout the rest of the day, like, I just kept repeating the snippets that came back to me, and I was able to piece the entire poem together after 20 years. And that's that was about the time that I was like, geez, that feels important like that feels significant that I would remember this mm-hmm. and so then I decided after I after I finished and put all of the poems in and my computer and I started revising all of them I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a book that's my lifelong dream I want to be able to say like I'm a published author I want to mm-hmm. put out a book it doesn't matter if anybody reads it I just want to put it out there and i wanted to make art for um i was streaming at the time on twitch and i wanted to do an art stream where i made art for different poems in the book mm-hmm. and um taste of transcendence is what i ended up calling the poem that i wrote when i was 15 i painted this picture and at the end of it one of the people in my chat was like girl that looks like a woman floating in the air like in the clouds and i I looked at it again and I was like, holy crap. Well, would you look at that? And so that ended up being my book cover
0: mm. for that book.
1: So it all sort of just happened accidentally. Mm-hmm. And then one day last August, I was like, okay, I'm going to publish it. I'm going to give myself a month, which is generally what I have to do because ADHD. <laughs> and I have to like surprise myself with my plans. And yeah, then, like, mine, do
0: them. <laughs> my book was like work in progress, work in progress. And I'm finally like, if I don't give myself a deadline. Mm -hmm. So I contacted the lady I wanted to use as my editor and was like, I'm sending the book to you at the beginning of October. And she's like, (laughs) okay. And then everything else, I'm like, now I got a backwards schedule, everything that needs to come before the editor. So same. (laughs) Same. <laughs> yep, it's uh, exactly how it went. And so but unlike unlike some authors that I've talked to that are like, I have to give myself a date, but I can always push it back. I'm like, no, I have committed to this. It yeah. is staying. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: So many of my friends, whenever like this time around, in, instead of just going with Amazon, I went with Ingram, Ingram mm-hmm. Sparks, and because I wanted the distribution. And that process was much more involved from the formatting of the book to giving it over to them to approving proofs and just all of this stuff it was a much bigger thing
0: i everyone- don't. i did not do separate formatting for kdp and ingram i used the same interior files they ju- now okay, the well- cover the cover template i had to use a different cover template. that right. was a pain in the ass But the other one, I used Vellum to do my formatting. And so it had it where it was like, it already had like the margins, you know, like the where the spine of the book is. And it's supposed to have a little bit of like white page there. So like Vellum kind of did that. And I ordered a proof from both places because I'm like, first book out. Right. You don't know. I mean, you can use I, I specifically used Vellum because I did not want to have to tweak and mess with it and do it myself. And there are some things that I wish I could change that cannot be changed because of vellum. But I'm like, I am like 99% happy with how it ended up. There's just those few little tweaky things. I'm like, I really wish I could have changed like the font for that particular section. And I couldn't, but it is what it is. But yeah, Ingram, both the Ingram and the KDP versions look the same. Like the interior looks fine.
1: So they do now um, because instead the first time around i went through um oh what's the program called it's basically kdp create okay or something like that and so it specifically only makes a dot kdp po- file okay, rather okay. than a dot
0: e ebook so I
1: think or EPUB.
0: with that you just upload like a word document to it and it does it right
1: uh yeah that yes yeah and or you can go in and you can like like I, I uploaded, I think like 10 or 15 poems for this book. And then I went in and you can create more pages and just add to it and add to Mm -hmm. it and add to it. And so it specifically formats it for only for Amazon. Yeah. And so then I kept trying.
0: Vellum pops out a PDF for the print. So you can use that anywhere.
1: (laughs) So then I ended up like Working a little bit with Canva and a little bit here and a little bit there, and then combining all of it, and then I paid somebody on Fiverr. I was like, "Will you please turn this into an EPUB, please, so that I can just (laughs) please?" And so then I was able. So now everything is the same. I was having issues because, like now, there's illustrations in this book that you know I didn't deal with illustrations in the first book because, again, on Mm -hmm. the first book, I was just like, I just want to get it out there. Here's a book. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This time. I decided like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm, I am an author <laughs> and I'm going to act like an author. And, um, but to the ADHD deadline, all of my friends were like, Sam, it's okay. Like if you, you know, if the process with Ingram is making your timeline shift, it makes your timeline shift, change your deadline. And I was like, absolutely the f- not.
0: Yeah. See mine with Ingram, because Ingram took. <clears throat> And this is partially my fault. KDP approved my files within like hours. I don't even right. think it took a whole hour. That I was, was gonna to it say so it's, it's like fast. So then I didn't know that it was gonna take longer for Ingram. So I uploaded to Ingram, and there was it was mostly final files, but there was like something like the cover was wrong. And so then I go to like upload. I am like, oh, here is the new cover. Like a day later, and it's like you can't change anything. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. what? And then <laughs> I then they unlock it before I've gotten my KDP proof. They unlock it. So I upload the new version that I have already done on KDP and order to proof of. And then I get the proof. In. So I upload it that morning to Ingram. So new three-day timeline starts. Yeah. yeah. And then I get the proof in from KDP and I'm like this font is weird. I need to change the sizing of this. And now I have to wait three more freaking days yeah. <laughs> to upload it to Ingram. Yes. Yes. There, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I should have waited. So next time I know, get yes. your proofs. And of course, I'm working on a series, so all the font sizes and stuff are going to be the same throughout the series. So I don't have to really worry about it for this particular series. But for unlike future things, get your KDP stuff figured out first and get it final sizing and formatting and all of that, and then do the Ingram Spark version. Right.
1: So you, you, one submission, one and done. Yes, I did yep. the same thing, and. <laughs> what frustrated me was like like I said I I was I'm doing the author things this time around I booked myself a week-long writer's retreat like two states away so that oh, I gosh. wouldn't <laughs> be like I, I went it was my first solo adventure I went all by myself I did the very main character thing and stayed in like a cute little cabin and <laughs> in the woods and then, with one
0: bed and a random with
1: dude. One bed yeah like <laughs> there's like a campfire outside and I just like I'm out there being a wilderness woman and then went to the local coffee shop during the day to write my book and while while I was there I thought that I got everything like real good and finalized I go back through something told me go back in and I I had just gotten the e-proof back from Ingram. And I thought it was perfect. And mm-hmm. something was like, go back in and look at that one more time. And so I did. And I realized that a bunch of like, not a bunch, but like six lines in separate poems got shifted ever so slightly to where like part of the title was coming down into the poem. Oh no. And I was like, what? Oh man. And I, I, Fixed it and resubmitted it, and within the
0: hour, girl. Yeah, they were like, "Okay, I don't, we got your proof." And then, that's, what did I just update? I just updated something, and it also approved. Oh, because now I've approved the e-proof, so I I updated the. I don't remember what I updated, but I updated something, and then it like immediately approved it. And I'm like, why has it been taking so long this whole time? <laughs> yes,
1: yes, my first one was five days the second one was three days. That one was like 30 minutes. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to re-upload, see what I also did this time. I'll show you, you'll be like the first person that's not in my household to see it. But (laughs) I, I, one of the other things I did is I, uh, I purchased 10 ISBN numbers. Same. Oh my God. That was such a, it was such a, thing for me like whenever I did it I was in a coffee shop named Poets like I'm very cliche um (laughs) I I was in this coffee shop and I purchased them and then I had an immediate like kind of panic shutdown that was three hundred dollars yes what did I do (laughs) I really invested in myself oh my god I and then and then of course the brain is like the audacity of you to believe in yourself this much this is hilarious
0: So unlike you, and I've talked to a lot of authors that have done it the exact same way, just like, I'm just going to publish it and get it out there just so that it's done, okay? Right. I took more of the stance of, I... 100% 100% want this entire thing, my first book out of the shoot to 100% look like a traditional publisher did this. Yeah. So I started an LLC, which I had my accountant do back when we filed taxes at the beginning of the year, even knowing I wasn't going to actually have a book out to the end of the year. So I already had my LLC. I designed my LLC logo. So like on the back of my spine, it has the little, you know, publishing house logo on there. I bought my ISBNs, which I did a pack of 10. Because if you're doing more than like an ebook and a paperback, it doesn't right. make sense to buy yes. one or two. But mm-hmm. now, like, my husband is getting ready to publish. And so we're looking at like, I'm like, I think I'm going to put out three more books next year, two novellas and a full length. And I'm like, that's going to use up the 10 ISBNs that I bought when you count audio and ebook and paperback. Right. I didn't do hardback because I didn't want to use another ISBN. So <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm, fair. I'm like, <laughs> that's valid. I'm like, who cares? Um. <laughs> so I, you know, that's, we'll do special editions and hardback, you know, whatever. Um. So me and my husband are talking about it. I'm like, you're going to put out you know he is a very slow writer he's dyslexic and so his books take and he's also writing one that's like twice the length of mine um and so i'm like we need to buy i'm like what well, we're gonna do because he has his own llc with his own stuff for his own books and so i'm like what we're gonna do is we're gonna go in and we're gonna the family money is going to foot the bill for the yeah. one, 100 pack <sighs> Because the 100 pack is less than 600. Yeah. So you could spend 600 and get 20 doing it the 10 at a time way or spend 600 and get 100 of them. And then we don't have to worry about them. They don't expire. Right. So, right, right. <laughs> um. And then basically like your LLC needs to buy one from the family because <laughs> like, <laughs> now that's, you know, so we're talking like big things of. You know, he's got like six books in the work right now. I can only focus on one at a time, but he's doing like six at a time. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, at some point all six of those are gonna be done and you're gonna need all the ISBNs. Right, so, right. Right. Yeah. It is very scary though, like every time the editor, that expense didn't really hurt because I like knew that was coming way ahead of time. But every other thing, like the ISBNs, was a giant hit at one time. I paid someone for, like, helping me advertise and grow my ARC team. That was a big hit at one time. And then, like, everything I have to buy for, like, I'm doing PR boxes. And that was, like, $300 in, like, cardboard. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but they're beautiful boxes. I'm just like, oh, it hurts so bad every time you're like, and there goes the money. And you pray that people buy them so you get that back. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's, it's a,
1: <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I, uh, I did that. And then while I was there, I, um, I, you know, I put in those, those mm-hmm. revisions. It came back so quick. And because it came back so quick, I was re-uploading my cover with my own uh, little, oh, well, if it would focus anyway, oh,
0: I didn't even think to put that on the back
1: cover. So I've got a little a little guy back there.
0: Yeah, mine's like, um, I'll show you mine. So mine is like perfect size for the, um, which no one's going to be able to see this on the podcast, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that revision, that, or that, like that turnaround. Oh, so
0: that's mine. That's and then it's pretty. also in... Oh, I love. So, and it says my, my LLC is Enchantments and Fancies Publishing. And yeah. so it's, that's in the, in the letters, in the big E and the big F in the center, it has Enchantments and then Fancies on there. So that's like, I designed that, but mine's like on the, the spine of the yeah. book. Um, oh yeah.
1: So that my, it looks my like a
0: little tiny baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that would not have worked on yours. No. <laughs> Yeah, mine are I mean, mine are like ninety thousand word books, so they're pretty right, right, pretty yeah. thick. Now, the next one up is supposed to be a novella, but we'll see how many words it ends <laughs> up. <laughs> but um, yeah, mine is just a little thing, and I mean it could be sized down or whatever, but I made sure that it was like this is gonna look like you know if you looked at a Harper Collins book on the spine yeah. or a Bloom books, so like I just wanted that like little cute look logo. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I want people to be like, "Wait, you got published? Like, tr- like normal published?" <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I just want it to look that way, and also, just... it's way more work my way. So yay me! <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. This is all for my for my viewing pleasure. Like really, I just want to be able to look at my book and go, "Yeah,
0: girl." Yep, you did you this. Look you did this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, whenever I first got my very first proof in and saw the barcode on the back, and I was like, oh, that's a real barcode. And it's mine. That's now, my I barcode.
0: Not, I didn't include the price on my um, barcode thing. Like, it's not included in there. Um, I don't know if that makes a difference to anybody. I think bookstores don't like it if there's no price, but I don't care. Gotcha. So,
1: I, I <laughs> did on mine, but mostly only because if they go on sale, because then customers can be like, oh, I'm getting a deal.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it still shows like in the pricing on, like, and I don't know. I honestly didn't look at the one from Ingram. It may have the price on there because I put the price in the um, ISBN listing and then it's obviously on Ingram. So it might be on the Ingram one. I know (laughs) it's not on the KDP one for sure. But then I didn't realize. (laughs) So when I was designing the cover... I didn't realize that you didn't have to leave the little, like, I thought you had to put a little white box there for them to, like, put it into. And then I, like, get my first co- proof back from KDP for, like, the e-proof, not the actual right, physical right. proof. And I'm like, why is there weird boxes over <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oops. So I, like, deleted my box. <laughs> we live, we learn. And then, of course, I noticed that on both proof, te- or both, you know, cover templates. It's like, don't put anything in this space here. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) read, reading would be good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I write real good, but the reading comprehension. Swear to God, man, though,
0: like (laughs) I look at, so first I did the KDP and their template is pretty easy. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. they send you it and it's in like a picture file format. And so I just uploaded that into Canva and used the template there. Same with I was originally going to use Draft2Digital for my paperbacks wide, um, and theirs was the same. It was like a picture file that you downloaded and uploaded into Canva, and then I get Ingram Sparks, which is a PDF or a like super fancy photo editing software file, <laughs> which I don't own or know how to use. So I'm like, so what I had to do, <laughs> I took a screenshot. Actually, no. Originally, I took a screenshot of the PDF and then like saved it, you know, into right. Canva, formatted. And then I realized that you could print the PDF to a JPEG, <laughs> and so oh. that's what I did. That's what I did the second time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, well, <laughs> whoops, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that would that'll probably look better than the screenshotted version. <laughs> like you oh, live and God. you learn, though. Like. Yeah. If you're doing it by yourself without, I mean, I've talked to authors that have had, like, publishing professionals, like, hold their hand through it and tell them how to do all these things or whatever. But, like, most of them, it's like, hey, here's a list of people that can help you design your cover. And here's a list of people that can help you do this and that. And I'm like, I'm trying to do it as cheap as possible. So, like, I'm trying to do it on my own where, like, (laughs) I I paid an editor because I can't edit my own work. I don't know what's wrong with it. (laughs) So, (laughs) I'm like... I put the words on the page someone needs to I used like pro writing aid but there's like other like nuances that I don't know and so like some of the things that she changed pro writing aid didn't know that that was a problem because like I don't know it's weird writing is weird (laughs) writing is weird words are weird when I told, I told her when I saw what she was doing, she gave me like a list of like, you should keep, look out for these in the future. And I'm like, you know that I'm never going to remember all these things, right? <laughs> like, that's why I pay someone who knows what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. Yes. I might remember one or two. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it's the remembering. It's the
1: execution. Like, if you could just, if you could just handle that for me. Thanks. Yeah. I'm doing all yeah. of this over here.
0: But even, yeah. even paying an editor, and I mean, I've read, you know, big five published books that I find grammatical errors in. So now right. I'm narrating my own book and I'm still finding issues. So I'm like, my last upload will be fixing, like, here's the final interior file with, you know, all the mistakes that I uh, found again. Fixed. Not a lot. <laughs> like, maybe one every other chapter I'm finding right, an issue yeah. where you're like, that sentence doesn't make sense because you used... <laughs> Last night, I'm editing through audio, and it was like, hair, hair. She braided her (laughs) hair, hair. (laughs) I'm like, maybe we're going to remove one of those instances of hair. (laughs) Maybe maybe we'll take it out. Straight through this. We, we were going to wash the dishes, so we washed the dishes. Or like, it, not exactly like that, but there was like one where they're like washing the dishes and it was like wash something, something wash. And I'm like, why, why am I so weird? <laughs> why, why are we fixated on this word? Let's let this go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sam liked a creepy witch story growing up. Today we'll be reading a Grimm's Brothers story about a witch. Sweetheart Roland. Sweetheart Roland. There was once upon a time a woman who was a real witch and had two daughters, one ugly and wicked, and this one she loved because she was her own daughter, and one beautiful and good, and this one she hated because she was her stepdaughter. A stepdaughter once had a pretty apron, which the other fancied so much that she became envious and told her mother that she must and would have that apron. "'Be quiet, my child,' said the old woman, "'and you shall have it. Your stepsister has long deserved death. Tonight, when she's asleep, I will come and cut her head off. Only be careful that you are at the far side of the bed and push her well to the front.' It would have been all over with the poor girl if she had not just then been standing in a corner and heard everything.' All day long, she dared not go out of doors, and when bedtime had come, the witch's daughter got into bed first, so as to lie at the far side. But when she was asleep, the other pushed her gently to the front and took for herself the place at the back, close by the wall. In the night, the old woman came creeping in. She held an axe in her right hand and felt with her left to see if anyone were lying at the outside, and then she grasped the axe with both hands and cut her own child's head off. When she had gone away, the girl got up and went to her sweetheart, who was called Roland, and knocked at his door. When he came out, she said to him, ''Listen, dearest Roland, we must fly in all haste. My stepmother wanted to kill me, but has struck her own child. When daylight comes and she sees what she has done, we shall be lost.'' ''But,'' said Roland, ''I counsel you first to take away her magic wand, or we cannot escape if she pursues us.'' The maiden fetched the magic wand, and she took the dead girl's head and dropped three drops of blood on the ground, one in front of the bed, one in the kitchen, and one on the stairs. Then she hurried away with her lover. When the old witch got up next morning, she called her daughter and wanted to give her the apron, but she did not come. Then the witch cried, "'Where are you?' "'Here on the stairs I am sweeping,' answered the first drop of blood." The old woman went out, but saw no one on the stairs and cried again. Where are you? Here in the kitchen, I am warming myself, cried the second drop of blood. She went into the kitchen, but found no one. Then she cried again. Where are you? Ah, here in the bed, I am sleeping, cried the third drop of blood. She went into the room to the bed. What did she see there? Her own child, whose head she had cut off, bathed in her blood. The witch fell into a passion, sprang to the window, and as she could look forth quite far into the world, she perceived her stepdaughter hurrying away with her sweetheart Roland. That shall not help you, cried she. Even if you've got a long way off, you shall still not escape me. She put on her mini-league boots, in which she covered an hour's walk at every step, and it was not long before she overtook them. The girl, however, when she saw the old woman striding towards her, changed with her magic wand her sweetheart Roland into a lake and herself into a duck swimming in the middle of it, The witch placed herself on the shore, threw breadcrumbs in and went to endless trouble to entice the duck. But the duck did not let herself be enticed, and the old woman had to go home at night as she had come. At this, the girl and her sweetheart Roland resumed their natural shapes again, and they walked on the whole night until daybreak and the maiden changed herself into a beautiful flower which stood in the midst of a briar hedge, and her sweetheart Roland into a fiddler. It was not long before the witch came striding up towards them and said to the musician, Dear musician, may I pluck that beautiful flower for myself? Oh yes, he replied, I will play to you while you do it. And as she was hastily creeping into the hedge, and was just going to pluck the flower, knowing perfectly well who the flower was, He began to play, and whether she would or not, she was forced to dance, for it was a magical dance. The faster he played, the more violent springs was she forced to make, and the thorns tore her clothes from her body and pricked her and wounded her till she bled, and as he did not stop, she had to dance till she lay dead on the ground. As they were now set free, Roland said, "'Now I will go to my father and arrange for the wedding.' Then, in the meantime, I will stay here and wait for you, said the girl. And that no one may recognize me, I will change myself into a red stone landmark. Then Roland went away, and the girl stood like a red landmark in the field and waited for her beloved. But when Roland got home, he fell into the snares of another who so fascinated him that he forgot the maiden. The poor girl remained there a long time, but at length, as he did not return at all, she was sad and changed herself into a flower and thought someone will surely come this way and trample me down it befell however that a shepherd kept his sheep in the field and saw the flower and as it was so pretty plucked it took it with him and laid it away in his chest from that time forth strange things happened in the shepherd's house when he arose in the morning all the work was already done the room was swept The table and benches cleaned, the fire in the hearth was lighted, and the water was fetched, and at noon, when he came home, the table was laid and a good dinner served. He could not conceive how this came to pass, for he never saw a human being in his house, and no one could have concealed himself in it. He was certainly pleased with his good attendance, but still, at last, he was so afraid that he went to a wise woman and asked for her advice. The wise woman said, There is some enchantment behind it, Listen very early some morning if anything is moving in the room, and if you see anything, no matter what it is, throw a white cloth over it, and then the magic will be stopped. The shepherd did as she bade him. And next morning, just as day dawned, he saw the chest open, and the flower come out. Swiftly, he sprang towards it and threw a white cloth over it. Instantly, the transformation came to an end and a beautiful girl stood before him who admitted to him that she had been the flower, and that up to this time she had attended to his housekeeping. She told him her story, and as she pleased him, he asked her if she would marry him, but she answered, no, for she wanted to remain faithful to her sweetheart Roland, although he had deserted her. Nevertheless, she promised not to go away, but to continue keeping house for the shepherd— And now the time drew near when Roland's wedding was to be celebrated. And then, according to an old custom in the country, it was announced that all the girls were to be present at it and sing in honor of the bridal pair. When the faithful maiden heard of this, she grew so sad that she thought her heart would break and she would not go thither, but the other girls came and took her. When it came to her turn to sing, she stepped back until at last she was the only one left, And then she could not refuse, but when she began her song, and it reached Roland's ears, he sprang up and cried, I know the voice, that is the true bride, I will have no other. Everything he had forgotten, and which had vanished from his mind, had suddenly come home again to his heart. Then the faithful maiden held her wedding with her sweetheart Roland, and grief came to an end, and joy began. Thank you for joining Freya's Fairy Tales. Be sure to come back next week for the conclusion of Sam's journey to holding her own fairy tale in her hands and to hear another of her favorite fairy tales.